Hello and welcome to the Writing Your Best Self podcast with me, Georgina Elmashady. Journaling is an incredible self-improvement practice that will help you cultivate the introspection and self-awareness you need to become your best self. Each week, we explore tried and tested techniques along with journaling prompts to help you dig deeper into yourself so you can leverage the wisdom within to achieve your biggest goals and create your best life. Let's get writing. Hey everyone, Georgina here with your latest episode of Writing Your Best Self. And today I wanna give you a journaling technique that is gonna be super powerful to enable you to decide what your next goal is gonna be. So the reason why this practice is so powerful and so potent is because it enables you to kind of dig through the clutter sort through the chaos and get clarity and focus on where it is you want to spend your time and energy. Truth is, each day we are bombarded with countless opportunities and options. There are so many things we could do. And while the human capacity is extraordinary, there are so many things we can achieve. There are so many people out there right now who are expanding their comfort zones, they are stretching the realms of what they believe is possible for themselves and in many cases for humanity. And what that means is sometimes we can be overwhelmed with choice. So while choice on the one hand can give you freedom, when there's too much choice, you can feel confused, you can lack clarity, you can lack focus. And when you lack clarity and focus, it's much more challenging to take action to move forward because your efforts become fragmented. You may find yourself starting and stopping things because let's be honest, we have a finite amount of time and energy each day. There are so many, there are only so many things we can accomplish. There are only so many places we can put our attention. And so if we can get really clear on what's gonna move the needle, what really matters, what's gonna make us feel the way we want to feel, When we're clear on that, we can then concentrate our efforts in that direction and as a result, generate better results. Now, that doesn't mean we can't be spontaneous. Like I love being spontaneous. That doesn't mean we can't pivot if we realise that something shifted, that we want to take on a new challenge. This doesn't mean that our plans need to be fixed in stone. But what it does mean is by giving your brain, by giving your being that point of focus, that north star to head towards, like this is what I want to create in my life right now. When you're clear on that, you've got a better chance of success and the feeling of accomplishment that goes with that. Now, it won't surprise you to know that your journal is a really great place to dive into this. And the reason why your journal is such a potent place to explore what it is you desire, what it is you want, what goals it is you want to set, is because in your journal you get to have that two-way conversation with yourself. Journaling enables you to speak to yourself and then see what you've said. It's the reflection, it's, it's a mirror, it's a receptacle where you can jot down ideas to free up bandwidth to see what follows on the other end of it. You can 
see your thoughts and ideas through to fruition. You can brainstorm, you can problem solve, you can get creative. A lot of people find it really beneficial to just work their way through a conversation with themselves in their journal because it's harder to lose track because you've written stuff down. You can see what's underneath the layers and as a result, you get a lot more clarity. So I always recommend taking this kind of conversation into your journal and it's something that you can do in one sitting or it's something that you can do over time because as is the case with the way our brains work, once we ask a question and we start looking for the answers, so our subconscious starts to dig deeper and and throw up new ideas that may have been buried. So journaling allows you to go deeper. It allows you to consider the possibilities that may be hidden if you just stick with the surface level conversation. And so make some space to explore this practice because I think it's going to give you a lot of satisfaction to know what's next for you. And before we move into the practice, just feel into that energy of what it means to know. What does it mean to know what you want to do? No, it's certain. There's no question, no doubt. That knowingness is a powerful motivator, a powerful catalyst, a powerful point of action. It's why I love to use my journal to know who I am and what I desire on a deeper and deeper level pretty much every day. Anyway, how do you know how to decide your next goal well what I encourage you to do is start by taking a broad look at your life and you can do this by benchmarking where you're at in some of the key areas now the areas that I encourage you to look at include health and fitness your work or career or business look at your relationships whether that's your intimate relationship or your friendships. You can consider mindfulness in the sense of how much peace do you find? How, what's your mental well-being like? You can consider your finances and then your home and family. And if there are any other areas that are particularly important to you, feel free to explore those as well. And similarly, if any of those areas that I just mentioned, they don't resonate, they're they're not a place that you really want to put a lot of focus, you can also choose not to review those. Now, when reviewing each of these different areas, a really good place to start is just by scoring yourself on a scale of 1 to 10. So how good is this area in your life? And the power of scoring is it just gives you that immediate like sense, that gut sense of how something is. And it can be quite powerful to then compare your scores across the different areas. So you can see how well balanced your life is, this notion of creating work-life balance or or work-life harmony. And as well as ranking and rating a score for each area, I also encourage you to do some free writing and explore what's working in those different areas, like what isn't working, For example, in your health and fitness, you might explore how a particular healthy habit is really working well. And then on the flip side, it may be, you know, you need to drink more water or you want to reduce your caffeine intake. 
maybe you want to start a new healthy habit. So in terms of work and career, you might look at how much time you're spending at work, how much fulfillment you're getting, what opportunities are on the table, what kind of risks you've been taking, how you're developing your career. In mindfulness section, you might look at your um, sense of peace. You might explore your practices such as meditation and whether or not these are working for you, how you taking that time to feel grounded, how you fit finding that time to release stress, etc. With your finances, again, you might explore how secure you feel. You may look at whether you are able to achieve some of the financial goals you you've set your for yourself where you are on the spectrum of those kind of things really the power of free writing is it allows you to get things out of your head onto the paper in a in an unstructured way and again treat this like an onion peel away the layers there will be a surface level answer for how each of these areas of your life are showing up there's also going to be a deeper answer and allowing yourself to go deeper and to find the things that aren't working, to to go deeper and really look at the nuances of what is working can help you to uncover and to see some of the opportunities there might there might be for next level growth, for, for new goals, etc. Now, once you've completed the benchmark, the next thing I recommend you do is just to take that big picture look at your life now that you've written all this stuff out and get a sense of how all these different areas interrelate and connect. For example, what's the link between health and fitness and performance in your career? What's the link between your relationships and your your work? What's the link between your mindfulness and finances, for example? See if you can see where the interconnectedness is. See if you can get a sense of where one area is excelling. Maybe it's taking something from another area of your life. For example, maybe your work is excelling, but as a result, your fitness has declined because you haven't given yourself the space to really invest in the healthy habits that can bring you back to optimum well-being. When you can see that interconnectedness, and it's useful to journal around that question in and of itself, then you can get a sense of okay, what is what is the change in my life? What is the transformation? And then therefore, what is the goal? What is the thing that if I put my focus on, my time and my energy can have that exponential shift? It may be really obvious what it is. It may be, gosh, I'm not spending enough time with my husband or my family or my children because I'm diverting too much time to other areas of my life but I can see where I can claw some time back where I can say no to certain things where I can be more effective in certain areas to free up this space to invest more in my relationships and when I invest more in my relationships I'm going to feel better which is going to help my health and fitness it might increase my performance at work because I'll be happier etc while it's useful to look at the different compartments of your life, it's equally important to remember that it's an interconnected whole. How can we merge those circles of activity so that as individuals, we can step more fully into our best selves? So when you've identified the thing, 
the thing that can shift exponentially. Write it down. Get a sense of how it would feel to achieve and accomplish that. If it's spending more time with a partner, maybe the goal is to have a date night every week. For example, you could try the date challenge we have on Best Self Co. If it's to improve your health and fitness, maybe you find a buddy and take on a challenge together. Once you know what it is you want to do, what you want to achieve, think about specifically how that's going to look. And then crucially, explore how that then fits into your life. This piece is so important. It's one thing to have an intention. It's another thing to actually adjust things around so there's space for you to actually carry this newness out. And as we know, it's hard. the hardest part is starting. But once you're at the starting gates and you can see the improvement, you can feel the progress, that gives you that fuel and motivation to continue. And of course, the journey itself is something you can journal about. And there's so much joy in the journey. Often we can stay so focused on the end result, our desire to cross that finish line, that we forget to stop and pause along the way and enjoy the experiences we have in creating the things that we desire. Let's say your intention, your goal is to deepen your relationship and you choose to do that through weekly dates. Yes, it's exciting to think about where you might be six months time, how things might feel different, how you might feel closer and more connected. But just imagine also the joy of all those dates you'll have together, all those intentional experiences you can create for each other. Who will you be as a result of that and how will those experiences infuse into everything else that you do? Similarly with your finances, maybe you have desire to clear a debt or maybe your desire is to increase your income. Again, it's tempting to focus on the outcome, like how are things going to be when you've hit that finish line? But equally think about the journey. What would it feel like to be more intentional with your money? What would it feel like to explore different ways, different creative ways to increase your income or maybe to free up money to pay down on on a loan or a debt, for example? I think it was Zig Ziglar who says that in terms of our goals, I'm paraphrasing here, it's more important who we become than what we achieve. And this is the beautiful thing about setting yourself targets and intentions and goals and desires that actually stretch you, that expand you, that invite you to step up and try things you've not done before, to take on difficult things. In the process of being stretched, we discover skills we didn't know we had. We clock up experiences and reference points that, gosh, I I can do that. Wow, I didn't know I had that in me. Oh my goodness, now that I've done that, I think I could try that or I think I could take on that. As humans, we are just innately designed to expand. It's why we are sometimes insatiable in what we desire. It's this evolutionary drive to keep getting better and to keep growing because there's so much satisfaction and joy in that experience of evolution and being able to see how you've moved your life and yourself in a week, in a month, in a year, in a decade and ultimately in a lifetime.
And of course, your journal is here to hold you every step of the way. Your journal is here for you to spark those conversations that inspire you to try things, to know what it is you're going to take on, to explore who you're going to become. Ultimately, it's all a journey towards your best self, whatever your best self looks like for you. So this week, I invite you to start with a benchmark, start with exploring where you are in your life right now and see that once, see that after you've explored the interconnectedness of different life areas and once you can see where that exponential shift is, that exponential possibility, see if you can set yourself an intention or a goal or a target to move something significant. I'm excited to see what you discover, what, what you come up with. Potentially you're going to uncover a goal that would not have been on the radar without this activity. So that's this week's activity. Until next time, get to writing and I'll see you soon. Take care.